Eagles Entertainment. With the 15th pick in the NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select... You're listening to the Journey to the Draft podcast. Welcome to the Journey to the Draft podcast presented by Life Brand. I'm your host, Fran Duffy. We are here once again in Indianapolis for the 2023 National Scouting Combine. First up, we've got pick six. Dane Brugler is here to break down the top athletic performances from Saturday's workout from Lucas Oil Stadium. The quarterbacks, the wide receivers, and the tight ends all took the field. There's a lot to break down here from these workouts. There were a lot of really talented playmakers, some ridiculous testing performances, some amazing positional workouts. So we're going to get into the athletic testing with Dane, and then we're going to go to the positional workout with Ella. As uh, Gabriella DiGiovanni once again joins me for some draft buzz. We were in the stands for the workout. We've got a lot of thoughts on everything we saw. Quarterback, wide receiver, tight end. We're going to share our thoughts there in draft buzz. Before we get the show started, as always make sure you head on over to apple Podcasts, leave us a rating leave us a review leave us a question everything that you can do to throw us your support we greatly appreciate as always if you leave a question we will answer it here in an upcoming episode that said let's get now to pick six with dane brugler now it's time for pick six All right, back again here on the Journey to the Draft podcast for Pick 6, my friend Dane Brugler from The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at DP Brugler. Dane, uh, we were all in attendance for these workouts, and we had some really impressive athletic testing profiles established here on Saturday at Lucas Oil Stadium. Take us through the uh, the number one most impressive workout for you uh, here from Saturday. Going just by the testing, I got to go with Anthony Richardson. Start him yeah. off. It's all 244 pounds of him uh, barreling down that 40-yard dash line in 4.43 seconds. Uh, that's just a pretty unreal number. And, I mean, it, we we expected him to be a freak. Um, yeah, I wrote in my preview that, uh, you know, he's unlikely to, you know, the test, you know, it's, you know, but we can hope. And if, if he did, if the over-under is 4.50, I'm definitely taking the under. And, yep. I mean, it was way under uh, 4.50. So, Richardson was was awesome. The ten yard split was great, one five three. Um, he also set the quarterback record in the vert with a forty and a half. Uh, that's that you just don't see that type of number for quarterbacks. And then a ten nine in the broad. So just an all around remarkable uh, showing of his athleticism. Yeah, he was my number one guy in the preview article <clears throat> coming into the week uh, in terms of uh, workout warrior. I said the same thing. I was like, you know, it's pretty rare to see quarterbacks go through the full gamut of testing um, just because they're usually prepped uh, to, to go through meetings and all the playbook questions. But uh, Richardson clearly uh, wanted to put his athleticism on display. Uh, and he comes through with that 4-4-3, just ridiculous at 244 pounds. Um, you mentioned some of the other records he broke uh, just by n- my numbers from my tracking. Uh, the number one speed score, which is basically a weight adjusted 40 of any quarterback drafted in the last decade plus just ridiculous numbers from Anthony Richardson on the track. Uh, what would be number two uh, for you on the, from uh, Saturday's action? Well, let's move off the quarterbacks. Go to uh, let's go to the tight ends where okay. uh, let's start with Darnell Washington from Georgia, who uh, when you factor in how big this, this human being is uh, the fact that he ran a four, six, four in the 40 yard dash. Uh, so that was sixth best among the tight ends, but he was also 10 pounds heavier than all five of those tight ends in front of him. Um, 15, 17 pounds than, than some of them. So uh, the fact that he ran that fast at that size, and then maybe maybe the most impressive number of the night, 
is his short shuttle. He posted a four zero eight. What? At, at 264 pounds. I didn't, or, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Uh, so to put that in context, I know I was saving that for you. I didn't, I, I didn't tell it to you before we, we were able to record. Uh, so yeah, that, that's a genuine reaction for a friend right there. Uh, that's ridiculous. So to put it in context, okay, the last 10 years, there have only been four tight ends or fullbacks that have had a better time. Uh, and none of them were over 255 pounds and, and this guy is 264. So, um, yeah, just a remarkable athletic showing for this guy. And only one of those guys was drafted. Uh, and that was Dallas Goddard. That da- da- Goddard was the, uh, was the other guy. He ran a four Oh six in the short shuttle. Um, the best <laughs> one after that was Mike Kosicki. He ran a four ten, uh, a four one Oh, um, and he beat him on that. Obviously, uh, Darnell Washington, I mean, Kosicki was what, when he came out of Penn state, uh, he was 247 pounds. That is what that is a crazy number. Um, just that I don't even know what to say. That is crazy. Uh, for, from Darnell Washington, and then obviously the four six five, uh, impressive as well. Uh, on top of that, um, yeah, and he looked good running through the gauntlets as well. Uh, all that stuff in the linear plane was really really good. Um, he needs to get better as a route runner. We saw that from the uh, position drills. Uh, I don't think Ella and I are going to touch on that uh, in the next segment. I'd like to see Washington get a little bit better there, but man, uh. Those athletic numbers are ridiculous for Darnell Washington. Uh, who's number three? Stick with tight ends. Uh, we'll go with Zach Koontz, uh, who, you know, Old Dominion, uh, freaksless guy. Someone we expected to test well, but I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't know he was even going to test this week. He had yeah. a knee injury back in, I think it was early or late October. Um, you know, he couldn't participate in the All-Star season. I was told, you know, maybe the pro day, and here we go. He's ready for the combine, and at 255 pounds, rolls out a 4.55 in the 40. That was second best among all tight ends. Uh, but then he was first in the vertical. He was 40 inches. First among all tight ends in the broad jump, 10.8. And then first in the three cone with a 6.87. Uh, just a just a really impressive time. And then he was only second to uh, Darnell Washington in the short shuttle with a 4.12. So this is a guy that, uh, you know, last year as a junior put up some decent production, led the team in receiving that year. Um, you know, this year didn't go quite as planned with the injury and the production was a little bit down, but you know, this is a Penn state transfer who has a lot of ability. And, you know, we saw a guy like Jelani woods last year, get Mm. propped up a little bit with some of that athletic testing. I don't think Koontz is going to go as high as the second round, but you know, could he get in the round three round four with this type of testing? Uh, It's possible. He was the the he was number eleven on Bruce Feldman's freak list last summer, and um, you know it was hey look he's going to run in the mid four fives, he's going to jump over ten feet in the broad, and and again did a great job with those numbers. Um, one of my favorites, I mean, he was state a state champion hurdler and high jumper in high school, and sometimes you mm-hmm. hear that and you're like oh like oh you know is he from Massachusetts? Is he from Nebraska? You know they were like it's you know uh, not exactly known for like breeding like the world class athletes now like. He did it in PA. Like, it's not like yeah. he was like in, a, in the middle of nowhere. Like, some really gr- impressive track athletes in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, Zach Kuntz uh, was a state champion hurdler and high jumper uh, at Cam- in Camp Hill High School. Um, just ridiculous uh, athletic numbers from Zach Kuntz and a really good positional workout, uh, which I will touch on in the next segment uh, with Ella. With that said, uh, take us to uh, number four here on your list here, Dan. All right, so I think we need to go to the receivers now uh, for these last three and have to start with wide receiver or with uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, yeah. uh, 
he didn't run the 40, which, you know, we, we might not see him run a 40 this entire draft process. And I'm not sure it's going to matter uh, for him at 196 pounds to go out there and, and uh, the short shuttle in the ver- or in the three cone to put the numbers that he did is just tremendous. And it goes along with, you know, he's quicker than fast. The route running's elite. Um, so we expected good numbers. These are elite numbers. Three cones, a six, five, seven, which is just, uh, it's hard to fathom that number. Um, and then a short shuttle, three, nine, three, um, I, over the last 10 years, only three receivers have posted a better number than that, uh, than a three, nine, three in the short shuttle. So, uh, it, it's just, uh, two remarkable times, uh, for a guy in the, the jumps were average is like a 35 vert that, that, you know, that was a fine number for him, but it was the two, you know, the short area stuff with uh, the three cone short shuttle. That's what's going to stand out. That's what created a buzz uh, with the people in the stands. And I know the positional stuff where it was, or the positional drills that, that were outstanding as well. Yes. But those two numbers right there, were, that, that, that's going to stand out quite a bit. You said it was six, five, seven in the three con. That's it. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, we're, we're talking, um, four tenths of a second slower than uh, Tyree kill who had the best of any receiver draft in the last decade. He was six, five, three. Um, so just oh, ridiculous uh, from Jackson Smith and Jigba outstanding uh, quickness. And uh, yeah, that fluidity that showed up in drills, but I, I don't want to, uh, you know, get ahead of myself. Cause we're going to talk about that uh, with Ella in the next segment. Let's go to the next wide receiver. Uh, Marvin Mims, uh, Oklahoma receiver who, nice. uh, you know, we, we talked about it before, good vertical threat, incomplete route tree. Um, you know, he needed a good workout and I thought he had it. Uh, the 40 ran a four, three, eight. Uh, the jumps were great. 39 and a half inch vert, 10, nine broad. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know the, the, the short area explosion we always saw that, but you know, six, nine or six, nine Oh, in a three cone. So a uh, really good number for him across the board uh, for, for Marvin Mims. So I, I thought it was a pretty good workout. Yeah, and another guy that did great in the positional drills, which I'll touch on. And, and dude, it's uh, you know it's great to see the guys that test well carry that testing into the positional workouts. You don't always see that. Um, and Smith and Jigba, Marvin Mims, two great examples of guys who did that. Let's go to uh, player number six, your final one here from Saturday's workout. So we, we have to talk about Bryce Ford Wheaton, who uh, the testing was just uh, freaky. Uh, Crazy numbers. 6'4", 221 pounds, uh, 4'3", 8 in the 40, 41-inch uh, vert, 10'9 broad, under 7 seconds in the 3 cone, 6'9", 7, and then a 4'15 short shuttle. I, those are all, all, all five numbers, all five of those, well above average uh, for any receiver, let alone a guy that's 6'4", over 220 pounds. So, uh, I mean, th- there are questions about his tape, questions about uh, you know him as a, as a as a polished receiver, but there's no questions about that athletic testing. Yeah, big time. He was on my uh, my workout warrior list in the preview piece for wide receivers um, for a guy that big to move the way he does to test the way that he does. Um, you know, and you mentioned like he still has a, a lot of work to do in terms of just being a more polished player. But uh, Ford Wheaton uh, does a lot on offense and uh, plays on special teams as well for West Virginia on their coverage unit. So uh, this is a guy that uh, can be a useful player for your wide receiver depth chart while he's trying to get better as a wide out, which I, I think is important for his projection moving forward to the NFL, uh, a really good athletic testing workout from Bryce Ford Wheaton from West Virginia. Dane, great stuff. As always, we will talk to you later uh, here on the Journey of the Draft podcast presented by LifeBrand. Now it's time for Draft Buzz. 
Always great to catch up with Dane. And again, uh, that covered the athletic testing portion. So we covered the 40s and the jumps and just the overall athletic testing from these quarterbacks and wide receivers and tight ends. Let's now get into the position workouts. One of my favorite drills to, to watch over the course of this entire week, Ella, is the gauntlet drill. We saw that in spades here today. What do we see? Five, five or six editions of the gauntlet drill. But let's start with group number one. So basically what happened, these are three separate groups that took the field. The quarterbacks were split in two. The wide receivers were split in two because the quarterbacks all threw to the wide receivers. So group one had uh, the the star quarterback was Will Levis. For all intents and purposes, he was the guy that on the field was able to, uh, he was the guy who kind of set himself apart in group one, uh, you know, full uh, transparency. Ella and I were focused on the wide receivers. We we were not watching the quarterbacks throw every single time. So I'm leaning on some of the people that I talked to that were on the field, some of the people that I talked with uh, that texted that were also around the building, some of the scouts I talked with um, from some other teams in attendance as well. And they all agree, everyone was in agreement will levis from kentucky he was the standout thrower from group one so ella you and i could talk about the wide receivers from the first group and um a little lackluster is that fair yes just this for this first group the first group lackluster yes three guys really to me kind of uh stood out and so you and i shared that after as we were walking back Mm -hmm. and you and i agreed on two of them yes. and then we dis- that we differed on the third and so yes. this, this, this is what makes it fun so let's go through the two players that we both agreed they were they had the best positional workout at wide receiver from that first group the first one we hit on one of the bigger names in this draft class he was a big time recruit from the SEC he's a junior declare that's Kayshawn Boutte from LSU yeah, he had a great performance. It would have been interesting to see him in the next group, and we'll get to that a little later on. Yes. Um, just because the the level of of play and performance really was kicked up a notch in the second group, but. Yep. For all purposes of this first group, he really did shine. And he was one you kind of had circled that you wanted to see his performance. He had really good suddenness. Uh, he had some nice grabs in there. His first gauntlet, I we in yes, my grading, yep. I gave an A. Yep. I said very good. It looked so natural to no him. Um, the variety of routes that he could run were, were, were impressive. Nice hands. Uh, he just had good speed. Zero drops on the day. Zero drops on the day. Like I mentioned earlier, just natural. He just had such a good feel for what was going on what was being thrown at him yeah I thought he caught everything pretty clean I mentioned yep. no drops but only one double catch on the day and it came uh, in that second gauntlet run so I think overall just a really strong performance from Butte. and again we are focused in on the positional workout I think a lot of people will look at Butte as a potential loser from the day because oh you know he ran four five and then ran four six seven in the 40 with his second run but you go to the positional workout what he did running routes and catching the football I think he looked as good as anybody in that first group now there was another name that you and I shared uh, our thoughts on, and that was Demario Douglas. This yes. was a guy that I have not studied yet, um, but knew of him, obviously, did some background work, and uh, he is from Liberty, undersized receiver, impacts mm-hmm. offense and special teams, has been a good return man as well. Uh, what did we see on the field from uh, Demario Douglas? He was the one where I felt like had the most consistently good performance. There were some that you started to catch on, like, oh, they're having a good workout. They're having a good workout. Demario Douglas just had a good workout from beginning to end. I, I, I felt, um, really fighting for the ball at times. You could kind of see his traits in terms of how he could be a playmaker. Like you, you have to remember there's quarterbacks throwing to these wide receivers that they've never called a pass from yep. before. So they're going to have to adjust in ways for them to make the best play. And he did that. He was a really good finisher. He had a nice bend, um, really good ball tracking skills and his ability to stop when yep. he had to stop and kind of slow down his acceleration 
acceleration to make a play on the ball, he was able to do that. And so I really loved his performance. I, I also love when you have a player coming from a place like Liberty. Mm. He's not your big name guy. You know, he's not the Quentin Johnston that everybody knows about because they watched him play in the playoffs on, on a team that did very well this year in, in, at TCU. So I loved what he did tonight, and I think he really helped himself. A couple times I wrote down really sharp, crisp routes. Yes. Uh, only one drop on the day came on his on the pivot route uh, late in the drill. Um, I thought he did a really good job. He even had a, a couple diving catches mm-hmm. in there. Uh, just really smooth. That was one of the words I used uh, a couple of times while watching him go through the workout. So, uh, Keishon Butte, Demario yes. Douglas, b- we both agree, two of the top three pass catchers in that first group. In terms of just that individual workout, now I will ask you, you your next three names were different from my next three names. And so uh, there are some variants here. Yes. Let me ask you, so your, your, your next three were Josh Downs from North Carolina, mm-hmm. Jordan Addison from USC, and Zay Flowers from Boston College. Three guys that are very likely to go in the top 50, top 60 picks uh, in this draft. So of those three, all three had pretty good workouts. Which one do you want to highlight here? I'm going to talk about Zay Flowers from Boston College. His two unofficial times are a 4-4-2 and a 4 four, five. You definitely saw his speed really come alive in some of these drills. Um, Let's see what I have written here. He was really good adjusting to the football, I thought, as well. He he kind of popped, especially in this group. Uh, he made some good plays on the ball. Very sharp. I have sharp a lot. Good cuts, good cuts, good cuts. I kept commenting on the way he was running his route, more so in the way that he caught the football. Yeah. Uh, his first gauntlet, I gave a B plus. I thought it was, it was good. I mean, but there was definitely a few more that were flawless I'd say um just a good route runner all around I think it was exciting to see him finally take the field because I feel as though he's a guy in the past few weeks has really been coming alive in these draft conversations and he finally had a chance to go out on the field on a bigger stage and prove why he's kind of getting this buzz I love that uh for me I'm gonna go with and this is this was tough because I thought I really love both these guys uh on tape and I thought both of them had a level workouts I don't think uh Andre Yoshivas from Princeton or Xavier Hutchinson Hutchinson from Iowa State. Neither of them put a ball on the ground uh, here this afternoon. So two impressive performances. I thought Hutchinson showed a, just a little bit more stiffness going in and out of breaks than Yoshivas did. So I'm going to go with the kid from Princeton, uh, the somewhat local product here uh, to Philadelphia, just playing right over the bridge uh, in Princeton. But um, he had a, a, outstanding, a, a couple outstanding adjustments down the field to some footballs that started on the very first throw of the day. And again, just didn't put any balls on the ground. For a guy who's six foot two, uh, you know, in the 200-pound range, to move as well as he did, get in and out of breaks as well as he did. I thought it was just a really, really strong workout from Yoshivas. It pains me to not have Hutchinson in there. I thought he was a little bit stiffer than Yoshivas was, um, but both guys really stood out. I want to give a little bit of love to Rakim Jarrett as well from Maryland. I thought he had a pretty good workout as well. So that was the first group. But again, it was uh, overall, you you and I highlighted like uh, a couple guys we felt really, really good about. But overall, it was just kind of left us wanting. It drug on a little bit. Now we fast forward to group number two. This group was awesome. Oh, it was like caffeine to the vein. I mean, I was already drinking coffee at 6 p.m. This really (laughs) sent it over the edge. Yes, it was a a really, really strong group. Now, again, you and I were focused on the wide receivers, so uh, we were relying on other eyes to tell us about uh, which quarterbacks really stood out. And no surprise, it was C.J. Stroud from Ohio State and Anthony Richardson from Florida that really kind of stole the show. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah saying, I believe on the broadcast as well as on social media, that 
Uh, C.J. Stroud's workout was as good as any quarterback he has seen in Indianapolis. There were quarter, uh, people on the field that were telling me how well the ball was coming out of Anthony Richardson's hands as well. We talked about the testing with Richardson, but uh, the throwing part of the workout, impressive as well. That said, let's get to these wide receivers. because let's uh, do th- it. There were a lot of drops in that last group, in that first group. And again, there was what, like, what do you think, like 24, well, that's, 25 But that's guys? why I dragged on. Yes. Because a lot of times when there's drops, they get a chance to redo that rep. Yep. And so there's multiple guys in every, I mean, there was every single rep, there was there was guys that had to to redo. Yep. Uh, so that's what really made it drag on because they had to go back, at the, you know, to the back of the line and then redo that whole rep. That was not happening with group eight. I mean, they were all business. These guys were locked in yeah. and there were very few drops over the course of the entire workout. Um, you know, not everybody was perfect, no. but it was, it was really strong. And there were three guys that I was like, okay, like this guy was an A. He yep. was almost like perfect the entire day. And I went to you, I said, okay, here are my three. And you said, Fran, those are the Those same are my three. three. Those are my three. So uh, we've got the same three in our top tier. We're going to hit more than this because there were that many really mm-hmm. good receivers in this second group. But we have to start with a guy that, you know, I, I've actually tweeted this out that I felt like this receiver was it was probably the best individual receiver workout I've seen here in Indianapolis. And in that's why my time's coming uh, to the combine. I was just so impressed with Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. I'm sorry to, t- to tell you that since he was uh, not playing for your Buckeyes for much Here's of this fall. Here's a moment of silence for. <laughs> Um, my sanity early on when he first started his workout and it just looked flawless. Easy. Easy. You even said, I don't think he's breaking a sweat today. I looked at you and I said, every time he has a good rep, a piece of my heart is breaking (laughs) because the Buckeyes would have won the national championship if he was playing in that game. That being said, yesterday at the podium, he reported that just two weeks ago, he felt fully healthy. Mm. So I thought... This is going to be interesting how he works out. We I didn't know. I didn't think it was going to work out. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know what you expect. Yeah. So when he said that at the podium yesterday, I thought, yep. "All right, here we go." He he did say he will not be running the forty. We knew that ahead of time, but he was going to work out. And I didn't really know what that was going to look like. I mean, the kid has been injured basically all of last season. And unfortunately there was a lot of people towards the end of the season kind of coming at his character in terms of why aren't you getting back on the field? How can you still be injured for him to say he has just finally felt good to go two weeks ago. There was no chance he was ever going to play. So for him to be able to have this performance here today, I think was so crucial for him to, to remind everybody just how good he is. And there's a reason that a year ago he was one of the best receivers in college football, with such a bright future and hope, for this upcoming season before that injury. But like you said, I mean, it was flawless. He was smooth like butter, just silky, silky smooth. He caught everything. Yep. Uh, His connection with CJ Stroud in particular was- The fans were excited to see that. Yes, very excited to see that. But I don't know how you can walk away from tonight's workouts and not think- He's one of the best. He might, yeah, he he might, to me, like uh, this was a great reminder of the talent of Jackson Smith and Jigba. People yeah. kind of forget that, um, you know. And what was fun too was just seeing him go through the gauntlet drill. And what I love about the gauntlet is that you see these guys go bang, 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 right after he, one after another, and you could hear the difference between Jackson Smith and Jigba and day. all the other receivers mm-hmm. in that. You the ball you barely felt the ball here uh, or heard the ball hit his hands. He's so soft at the catch point. He just plucks the ball out of the air. It was just really really impressive. All his routes were really crisp. Uh, I don't know if there's anywhere anything else to say. Just he was just, going re- just gushing about him. Too good, easy, effortless. A a a excellent tracking. Um, I mean, I didn't even know what to write at uh, at a certain point. Yeah. And I feel like that's making it sound 
dramatic, but it was just that good. It was good. really, really good. And if you were watching, you knew it was that good. Yeah. I mean, he didn't just, I, I think what happens sometimes with the combine is people see 40 times and just put a grade on a player because they ran fast. He didn't run and had probably the best workout of any wide receiver tonight. I would say, I would say he had the best workout of any receiver tonight. And the guy that was right behind him for me, um, and this guy basically a very similar thing where I don't really have any negatives written down on this player. The only guy I had one short slip on a route and he still was able to like play through it and, and made the catch mm-hmm. uh, on time. Marvin Mims from Oklahoma mm-hmm. had an outstanding workout. Yeah. Um, you know, I was really, I, I actually really enjoyed talking to him at the podium uh, yesterday as well on Friday. Um, but Marvin Mims, Oklahoma, really smooth, caught everything, didn't put anything on the ground, had a couple of great tracking, uh, uh-huh. great reps tracking the ball down the field. His go route, I didn't see who the quarterback was, or I didn't write down who the quarterback was. Um, but he, it was, the ball was thrown outside, and he adjusted to it perfectly, looked it in through his eyelids, and, and secured the football down the field. Um, everything looked sharp everything looked crisp uh marvin mims really how about a four three eight too that helps he didn't even run a second one because he thought i think that'll be good for today yes he also just showed how athletic he is i wrote a few times ups i think in that yep that fade route is where you really really saw his athleticism how high he can get at the catch point which was also impressive but he's the kind of guy jackson smith and jigba had something to prove in terms of we haven't seen him play football in a long time Mm. marvin mims we knew was a good player but i think he helped himself tonight. Yeah. He got, he, he kind of got lost in the sauce this year. Because, I agree. Uh, you know, he didn't have Caleb Williams. Sure. He didn't, you know, he wasn't, uh, uh, didn't have that same high flying offense this year at Oklahoma. And the, no, he, he proved this guy is legitimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, he is a really, really impressive wide out. Another guy who was very much in the limelight this year. He was one of the most productive receivers in all of college football. He won awards in the Big Ten for what he did on the field. Uh, had a lot of fans in the building because he is the local mm-hmm, guy from mm-hmm. Purdue. Charlie Jones, uh, who was one of the best special teams players in the country the last couple of years. Is a, a very accomplished returner. Had like oh, He had over 100 catches this past year for the Boilermakers. And uh, yeah, did not put the ball on the ground once the entire day. Everything was super smooth, was very compact. It just looked very confident as a pass catcher. Charlie Jones was the third guy in that group that you and I felt the best about. Yeah, uh, two four four fours. He he uh, he ran his his second gauntlet. I gave an A. It was that good. Yep. Uh, his curl route was excellent. He he just had nice smooth uh, route running. Really good control. With him, I think I got to a point where he just was so consistent that I thought, is this is this going to keep gonna going be, right. this way. Is it yes. sustainable? And it, and it was. I mean, I felt like we kept looking at each other. Every time we went, we're like, wait. It he's felt doing that well. way for a lot wait, of these guys. He's doing well. Yeah. This is going well. And and it's true. When, when I went back through my notes and we're trying to summarize and go through, I think we were waiting just in general to see how this was all going to settle down yep. because the beginning, they all came out hot. Well, and that's why I was, I was said this to you. Uh, I think when we were watching the first group it was like, okay, what happens is because there are so many routes, there are so many throws, like uh, the, the kind of the cream rises to the top a yes. little bit. Uh, there's a little bit of attrition. There's a drop here, a drop there, a guy falls down on a route and you're like, okay, uh, this guy's not necessarily going to be in that upper it's tier of the sort. workout. Yes. yes. This group, was very hard. And we were like, I told you, I said, we're going to be nitpicking the Halfway hell out of this through, list. we still were like, there isn't, besides yeah. maybe these few that Yeah, there were, there were a handful of guys. but Just like, the it, way that they performed in general. But 
it, it was hard to pick through. Charlie Jones uh, definitely deserved to be in that top tier. Now, what we did, and all of the rest of these names, like you're <laughs> gonna say, you're gonna hear the list, these list of names, and you're like, guys, is this like the entire group? It's almost <laughs> the entire group. It's not the entire group, but I promise it's uh, more than half, and all of them were this good. So the next tier, though, and we kind of agreed on this, we kind of put our list together and we agreed. The next tier of four. Stanford's Michael Wilson, who was one of the stars of the Senior Bowl, uh, had not he's dealt with some injuries over the course of his career. He was really good. Trey Palmer from Nebraska set school records this year after transferring from LSU. He was a former big-time high school recruit. Uh, he's got a history as a return man. Really good, uh, known for his deep speed. Was really productive this year for Nebraska. He was really good in this in this uh, in this workout. Rasheed Rice from SMU. He set school receiving records for the Mustangs, where they put up big time numbers in the past game year after year after year. Rasheed Rice, really good workout. And then mm-hmm. Tyler Scott, Dane Brugler, one of his favorites. Uh, Tyler Scott guy. from Cincinnati also had a really good workout. So of these four which I think there's a combined like three drops from these four guys over the course of the entire Crazy. day. Uh, what, uh, you pick one of those four. I'll let you uh, take the floor. Okay. So I'm going with Trey Palmer from Nebraska, another big 10 kid. He ran a four, three, three and a four, three, six unofficial times. So many times, Next to his um, routes here in my notes, I wrote beautiful because that's mm. how they felt. They just felt so nice. Yeah, he had they to were they were smooth. really sharp. They yep. were. Um, I think it was maybe his corner route. He was blazing. Uh, I, th- I felt like that that was the perfect way to describe him. Like there were fire flames coming off of his body as he was running. Real quick, and that's what I always, you know, they, they run the 40s first, right? And we so then we see like, oh, this this guy ran fast. This guy didn't run as fast. But then you get out of the 40s and then you go into these routes mm-hmm. and you want to see like, who also runs these routes fast, fast, right? And so, like, who run who runs the gauntlet fast? Who runs who gets in and out of these breaks really fast sure. and still like catches the football? And I think that's a big thing that you have to keep in mind. You're gonna go. This is for our listeners. You're gonna go and you're gonna read a lot of winners and losers, and you're listening mm-hmm, to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. talking about who was best and who who won the combine. Keep in mind that the position workout is as important as anything else these guys do. And some guys look really, really good just running in that straight line. But then when you're asked to run routes, it doesn't always show up. Really good for Trey Palmer to do exactly what you're saying. I would say their position workouts are more important than the Yeah, 30. I would agree. Maybe there's certain guys in certain positions that, you know, you want to see them you run fast. You want to check the box. Of yeah, course. right. Exactly. But how they use their speed like these wide receivers, I think is important. And that's what we saw from Trey Palmer, the way that he used his speed and how he could adjust and accelerate and deaccelerate was so important. Um, he, he just really impressed. He was another one that was consistent. I felt uh, his first gauntlet, he did have a drop, but then after that, did you that have that it. in your notes? Nope, that was, right. He had, he first had one, a drop in his gauntlet. And after uh, that, that, we that. were, we were, it was the same with, same with Rasheed Rice. We so, were, we were home free. One drop in the gauntlet. Uh, and then he had nothing after that. Michael Wilson, who was the player I want to mm-hmm. highlight from those four was the opposite. He had no drops the entire workout. His only drop Ooh. came on the final one on that fade. You know, where they would just kind of threw it up and, and he went up to high point it and it just bounced off his hands. He was perfect before that. And everything was so sharp. He is a, he's a really good player. Um, you know, Watching him, he kind of reminded me a lot of Zach Pascal when mm-hmm. Zach was coming out of ODU, uh, where coaches are going to love this guy because he is so precise as a route runner. He is, he's uh, got a lot of one-two as a blocker and is really effective in that role. I don't know that he's got a ton of like juice that shows up on tape, but this guy, he is a really good football player. He's going to play in the league for a long time as long as he can stay healthy, and I thought in this workout, he showed why. Yes, the, the one drop at the very end uh, was there, but everything else was 
pinpoint perfect uh, for Michael Wilson. Now, mm-hmm. let's go to a next tier here. And then this is another bucket. All three of these guys were also very, very good. Uh, I think that of the three, I think there were like uh, three drops combined. I think all of them had one drop. This is Quentin Johnson, Cedric Tillman, and Mitchell Tinsley. Quentin Johnson from TCU, likely first-round pick, uh, height, weight, speed athlete. Cedric Tillman, same kind of deal from Tennessee, uh, who was one of my favorite receivers coming into the year, dealt with an ankle injury, came back uh, and played for the, the high-flying volunteer offense. And then Mitchell mm-hmm. Tinsley from Penn State, he was actually a uh, transfer from Western Kentucky, came to the Nittany Lions and, and had a good season this year. All three of these guys, I thought, had outstanding highlights, had some great catches that made the crowd go, ooh, but then also like had some routes that were a little bit clunky, but overall, all, just a really good workout uh, from all three of these guys. Who do you want to hit on? I'm going to go with Quentin Johnston from TCU. Now, although he had a great regular season and, and he was really put in the spotlight during that playoff run and just overall with the, with the attention TCU got this past year, I think he still had things to prove. He mm. did have a little bit of a problem with drops this season. And so he wanted to come out here and put on a strong performance. Now we talked to him yesterday and afterwards I did tell you, Fran, that he was my favorite interview. Oh, okay. Yesterday. Nice. I just, I just love the way he spoke. He's very confident, um, very honest about things that went well and didn't go well. Okay. And one thing he was talking about was how, the first few years of TCU for him were not very good and and how what they were able to do this year was was so rewarding. And so I asked him what he learned from those years of adversity at TCU and he said it made me look in the mirror. It made me realize like what can I do to to be better? We all had to hold each other accountable. Obviously it worked. I mean they were playing for a national championship and I thought that was a great way to paint the picture of his mentality and what he'll bring to a team that he understands that you got to look in the mirror first. We know Nick Sirianni, he preaches that all the time. Mm. So I just thought he did a great job today. Very, very solid workout. Like you said, he had that one drop, um, but he, he ran very smooth routes. He was super sharp overall, just a good night for Quentin Johnston. So two drops actually. Oh, two. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Two drops combined from these three players. Okay. Like, uh, again, so that's what I want to say is like all of these guys were, had really good workouts. Uh, Quentin Johnson had one drop. Mitchell Tinsley had one drop. Mm -hmm. Cedric Tillman, did not put the ball on the ground uh, in this drill. Did slip a couple of times. Was mm-hmm. it was a little gawk, uh, gawky, like coming in and out of breaks uh, at times. But again, did not put the ball on the ground whatsoever. So uh, Cedric Tillman, really, really strong day. Was uh, really impressed with what he did out on the turf. Now, we're going to round this out with one final group. And again, this was just like... All these guys, really, really good workouts. It's crazy. Trey Tucker, undersized speedster from Miami. Joseph Nagata, he's like a three- or four-year contributor for Clemson. Started the last two years. Big-bodied pass catcher for Clemson. Justin Shorter, a Penn State transfer who went down to Florida, had a career year down there for the Gators. Puka Nakua, really interesting, versatile player for BYU. All three of those guys, big-bodied pass catchers. A.T. Perry from Wake Forest, he would say the mm-hmm. same thing. Kind of a, low, a lowercase Drake London, uh, A.T. Perry, in the way that he's built. Jonathan Mingo, he came in like two. 120 pounds and ran, uh, you know, in the, uh, what was it, in the four fours or low four fives. Mingo had a really good workout. Jare Jenkins, a guy I know very little about from LSU. I thought he was really sharp. Uh, he, he was the first guy to lead this group off. Uh-huh. Jer, Jer, I, don't, I don't think Jare Jenkins had a drop all day. I'm looking at, let me look uh, real quick. I don't notes. see one on I'm pretty mine. sure Jenkins did not have a drop. So no. uh, again, this group was just really, really good. Really good. Um, and you give, give a lot of love. He had one drop, Jare Jenkins. Okay. Um, but you got to give a lot of love uh, to the quarterbacks as well, making it easy for these guys. But, mm-hmm. Uh, these receivers really stood out. 
of that final bucket, Ella, uh, give us a little a short spiel on yeah. uh, one player. Jure Jenkins. That's what I'm going it. with. Okay, he nice. started things off really strong, and that's when we were thinking, okay, is this how it's going to go the whole time? Yep. His gauntlet, I gave an A. His first gauntlet showed how good his hands were. His go ball was so good. Really good change in hips and that pivot route that he ran, um, and a really strong out route as well. Uh, I think he really came on, and there's going to be more people going back to his film mm. after tonight to see what kind of uh, get a better picture of his full body of work from this past season. I, I want to go Joseph Nagata from Clemson. He shined as a true freshman. Um, you know, and really flashed. He said, "Like, oh, this guy's going to be a player for them moving forward because he's kind of tall and lean and angular, and he, he's really smooth." That was one thing I wrote down a number of times. For a bigger receiver, he got in and out of breaks really, really well. Um, he had, actually did not have any drops. He had one where it was like I miss. Uh, I looked like he might have misplayed it, and it just fell incomplete. But I wouldn't call it a drop. Um, but I thought that Joseph Nagata had a really impressive day, uh, and so he was a guy I wanted to make sure uh, I mentioned. These receivers in Group Two were awesome. I think it's easy to say the best group that we've seen so far here at the Combine. I think this group of receivers actually put the receiving unit back on the map for this upcoming draft. That's a really good point. Going into the combine, the big talk is the cornerback group. When you think about a unit as a whole, they're yep. very they're very deep. There, there's a lot of teams with a need at cornerback. You don't hear about the wide receiver group this yep. year like maybe you do in other years. Well, this second group that went tonight gave you a reason to think about the wide receivers that are available in this upcoming draft. Yep. I just felt like we were watching a bunch of professionals out there the w- during during the reps that they were taking and when they were on the sidelines it just felt like this is all business. Yeah, let me. And I want to rephrase, uh, rephrase the way I say that. The the this group, this workout was the best workout. Yes. That I thought we saw. It was just the crispest workout. Yes. Uh, that we saw so far this week. Maybe it'll get topped tomorrow by not many the repeats in the backs. either. No, it was just like a, f- it was a really really strong clean. workout from that entire group. Mm-hmm. Let's go down to group three, uh, group nine overall in the week, and that's the the tight end group. And mm-hmm. uh, there were 20 names here coming in. Um, a handful of these guys did not work out. So Noah Gindorf, North Dakota State, Dalton Kincaid, the big name from Utah, Cameron Latu from Alabama, Luke Musgrave from Oregon State did not work out, Kyle Patterson from Air Force, and Luke Shoemaker from Michigan. So you had a bunch of names that did not work out. These guys were really crisp, too, I thought. It was a, a really solid performance from the tight ends. An energized group. Yeah, they had they, they were they a lot were of guys into the workout. Other, yep. um, which which was good to yeah, see. But yes, definitely. also very crisp. That's what it was hard to sort through this group as well because there was none that popped. There wasn't yep. a performance that just was exponentially better than the rest. They all were good. I mean, they're all pretty solid. That said, uh, so I wrote down a few names that stood out. Yep. I want to get, uh, we haven't really talked about this because it was the last workout that we mm-hmm. walked right back here to uh, to record. Who was the top of the list for you? I have Sam Laporta from Iowa. Okay. Will Mallory from Miami. All right. And Josh Wiley from Cincinnati. Wiley is in my top three as well. If I had to pick one of the three, I think I'd go Josh Wiley. Wiley is my number one. So I'm glad that uh, we're on the same page. Okay. So Josh Wiley, uh, what did we see from the Cincinnati tight end? Okay. Well, now I have to find my notes. We have so (laughs) many notes. If someone saw my notes today, Fran. Give us, uh, you have some background info on Josh Wiley. I do. I talked to Josh Wiley yesterday because he is a Cincinnati guy and uh, the Eagles are familiar with tight ends from Cincinnati. Uh, Brent Selleck went to Cincinnati. So I actually went to Josh Wiley's podium yesterday to talk to him about about Brent Selleck and I learned a lot more because they also went to the same high school. So I said, okay, so you were familiar with Brent before you got to Cincinnati. He goes, "Um, I was familiar to the point where there's a banner of Brent Selleck hanging in my high school 
that I would look at all the time. Yep. So then he goes to Cincinnati. He ends up breaking Brent Selleck's record for most receiving touchdowns in a career by a tight end with 15. And um, he said, look, I like being a part of a elite legacy at Cincinnati of tight ends because of course, Travis Kelsey yes. tight end product of Cincinnati as well. So he's in good company. He had an excellent workout, very clean, strong. Um, he was a little more fiery than others. I mm. felt like there was something about his workout that had a little bit more of a jolt that I really enjoyed. He just looked really strong, played well, had some nice grabs in there. One drop, on his, uh, run, one drop on his second gauntlet, otherwise did not put the ball on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really impressive fade at the end, a one-handed snag uh, on the uh, the last throw of the day. Um, I thought his block, the, the blocking slit I thought was was solid. It wasn't okay. anything great, but it wasn't bad either. Um, I, to me, he had the, the best work out of the tight ends, I Absolutely. thought. Absolutely. All right, so you said Sam Laporta, uh-huh. I believe was your first name on your list. He was uh, also, I believe, the well, he was in my top three. What did you see from the Iowa tight end, okay. Sam Laporta? Coming into the season, uh, Sam Laporta was graded by scouts, I believe, as the, the number one senior coming into the year. So there were a lot of high hopes for Laporta. I have to, like, start going through all these notes here. Um, the word I'm seeing under Sam Laporta multiple times is strong. Like that. Okay, yep. Um, which I think paints a good picture of who he is. Look, he's an Iowa kid. Those Iowa kids this week have really showed up, and they all kind of play similarly mm. in the strength department. They mm. have something about them that's very – they're very anchored and, and strong, and I think we saw that from Sam Laporta today. He was also great at the podium yesterday, but I think we saw a variety of, of where he thrives in um, the routes that he runs as well. Only uh, The only drop came on the final one of the day, on the fade. On the fade. Uh, everything else, uh, he was able – able to pull in. I thought he ran the gauntlets well. He did a solid job in the block explosion drill with the sled. Um, I thought that he had a, a couple of really confident catches down the field, over the middle. Uh, Sam Laporta, he was definitely a guy that stood out to me as well. Uh, let's each just do one more player. Um, I'll let you pick from your list. Uh, is there one player? I'll let you. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll let you decide. I'm going to go Zach Kuntz, uh, the tight end from Old Dominion, because uh, I was impressed with this kid. I actually have not studied Zach Kuntz yet. He was on the uh, the Bruce Feldman freak list over the summer. He's a Penn State transfer. Uh, he tested well, but I think overall when you watch the workout, another guy who did only put the ball on the ground one time, he had maybe the best set of gauntlet drills from this tight end group. He was athletic. He was confident. Uh, everything looked really, really sharp um, from Zach Kuntz. I thought he had a pretty good workout. I'm going with Will Mallory. He actually, his official 40 time of a four five four was the leader of the tight ends today. And you saw his speed in his route running. He was another player who looked very strong. Uh, his gauntlet was, was, was very well done. Um, one of my favorite routes that he, that he ran was, uh, the hook route. I thought that was, that was nicely done again, a great runner. And, uh, he excelled in the fade too. So, some of those tight ends, uh, it's a little harder for them or you have to kind of really dig deep into their athleticism to see how they can get up off the ground. He looks pretty good. Yeah, it was, uh, it was honestly, it was a, a really rock solid uh, way mm-hmm. to end the day. Um, wide receiver group one, solid, fine. Wide receiver group two, awesome. And I thought the, the tight ends kind of rounded out the day uh, really nicely. Ella, you've got uh, three days of workouts under your belt. You've got one more, one more to uh, one go. More to go. Uh, the offensive line and the running backs, they take the field Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, Ella and I will be in attendance to watch those workouts. We'll be back uh, here on the Journey of the Draft podcast to break it all down. Well, Ella, it's uh, it's been crazy. You've got now three, three days of testing underneath your belt. You've got one more. The offensive line and the running backs take the field at Lucas Oil Stadium tomorrow. We're going to be back 
back to break it all down. Greg Cosell is going to be on the show tomorrow as well. We're going to get to Greg. Uh, we're going to talk through some of these wide receivers that we actually saw tonight, as well as some of the running backs that we're going to see in tomorrow's uh, day of action at Lucas Oil Stadium as well. Stay tuned for more right here on the Journey to the Draft podcast presented by Life Brand.